0: Hello, this is Caroline Monroe here, a Stella star from Star Crash, and I'm
1: speaking to the Effectively Speaking podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Take care. Bye.
0: Here they come.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Dave Fox to discuss the Gynobot sequence from Star Crash.
0: Excuse me, Miss Salome, can I talk to you for a minute?
1: Hey, Dave. Hello, Eric. Hello, Dave. Are you ready to go to the haunted stars today?
0: The haunted, is that what it's called in the movie, the haunted stars? The
1: haunted stars, yes, yes. That area of space that seems to have stars that are bright blue and bright red. It looks like they filmed some um, Christmas tree lights.
0: That's exactly probably what they did. Some Italian guy in his backyard with David Hasselhoff and Christmas lights. That's all that you need to know. I mean, it's it's not even 9 o'clock here in the good old U.S. of A. Um, I don't know what kind of hell that you're putting me through, or this is some kind of payback for the American Revolution. I, I have already apologized on behalf of America for that, but this is, this is the unkindest cut of all.
1: Oh no, no! You can't say that. You can't say that. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this film, right? I've been a big yeah. fan since the '80s, right? And part of its appeal is, you know, like other films like you know Miracle Mile or um, The Quiet Earth, films like that. Not many people know about it, all right? Okay. And 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 so if if you're a fan of it, it's like you're in some sort of like secret club, almost like a Fight Club sort of thing, you know? And um, so and that's how it's always been, but but a while back well it was last year wasn't it there was an episode of star wars in character and i was kind of amazed to hear you start talking about this film
0: yeah and and i understand the wanting to be in the club of the bad movies because there are legendary bad movies and it's fun to watch bad movies this to me is on another level of bad movies because of I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't really like science fiction that much. So to watch this, not only is it a bad movie, it's a bad science fiction movie, and that makes it even worse for me. But I think I only really knew about it because a friend of mine suggested it to me, and it was also done on the latest Netflix season of uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Right. right. So that's I think how I came. I only came on a, upon it. I'd say within the last year I did not know about it and now I do
1: I mean that that there are bad films I mean God knows we've shown a lot of bad films and you go that's crap and you never think about it again but but this film is so bad it is it is just so ineptly ineptly made but I mean we've featured this before and effectively speaking this film and and and, and me and Andrew agreed it is it is it's is done with with, with tons of enthusiasm and tons of ideas, but zero talent and zero <laughs> experience to do it, and and so it kind of like rises above the other dross in that you've got to give it some slack because at least they're trying, and they they don't they don't allow lack of talent or experience to get in their way. At least they're trying. That is a good point
0: because there are bad movies, but they are going for it here. Um, the only other than Plummer and Hasselhoff, the only one I know is Caroline Monroe, and she is really trying. I'm mm. not saying she's succeeding, but she's trying. Mm. The guy that looks like William Cott, the greatest American hero, mm. that guy, mm. he, he looks like the Doctor Who that, that I had when I was little.
1: With John the hat. yeah, Oh, like, no, that, Tom Baker. Tom Baker, right.
0: You know what I'm talking about. He had the scarf yeah. and the hat. And yeah, yeah. That was my doctor when I was little. That guy is really, really putting his effort into it. It's it's horrible.
1: He but is horrible. He he's he's my problem. He, that guy's called Marjo Gortner, okay, and he's <laughs> he he's the number one problem I've got with it. Even more than David Hasselhoff, I can't stand David Hasselhoff. Um, but this guy's even worse.
0: Yeah, he's bad, and and everybody's bad, including Christopher Plummer, who is a. Really great actor, and he's bad in this. This is Hasselhoff's greatest performance, probably. <laughs> Did you ever see? He, there, there's a lot of good. You, I like. I'm a musical person, so if you, if you want to really laugh when you're done watching Star Crash, Google or YouTube some of the David Hasselhoff on Broadway and Jekyll and Hyde. Oh really? Oh man, he and but but by the same token, like uh, we with these people, he's he goes for it. It's not yeah. for lack of trying. It's just for lack of everything else.
1: <laughs> for the lack of everything else. That sums it all up, doesn't it? It really yeah. does. It really does. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it's a very, 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 very guilty pleasure uh, of okay. mine, this film. And how, um,
0: how often do you watch this?
1: Uh, it's like repeatedly? One, it, no, no. It, it's not once a year. Put it that way. It's not oh, once okay. a year. But uh, it it's got a charm to it, you know. It, it is so inept, and you know that everything's bad. The costumes are bad. The acting's bad. The dubbing is bad. You know the music is about the best thing. John Barry, good old John Barry. You know James Bond. John Barry um, right. um, did the music for it, and uh, you know that 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 is in a completely different league to everything that you're watching when you listen to that bit.
0: Yeah, and this this came out in 1978. It did. Okay. So that's th- this movie. When you watch it, looks like a much older movie. It doesn't look like it came. It came out. It looks like it came out in nineteen sixty-eight.
1: Brilliant. You you've just, without even knowing it, you you have cottoned onto something that me and Andrew did when we last discussed this film, which is this film is ten years too late. This sits there with Barbarella and yeah. Danger Diabolic, and a lot of the European fantasy science fiction stuff that was coming out in the late 60s, it's very trippy. Um, it has the same sort of tone, doesn't it, to, you know, something like Barbarella. It is. It, it, it's been made 10 years too late.
0: Yeah, if you showed this to someone without the date attached to it and said, when was this made, they would say, I don't know, mid-60s. There's no way they would say, you know, after, like post-Star Wars.
1: mm I like the way the 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 writer and director uh, Luigi Cozzi um he denied that this is, was in any way influenced by Star Wars and it's like pfft. <laughs> oh my god you're you're kidding right
0: <laughs> the 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 name the title alone he he denies that yeah. this, this this was a this was a cash grab oh absolutely there's no way it grabbed any cash
1: in 78 and 79, there are many films um, um, that were made that are clearly ripping off, especially the opening model shot of Star Wars. They're ripping it off. And you just know in every case, these people think that they're the first person to ever do it. You, know? right. <laughs> but you, you can look at all these cheap knockoffs that came out in 78, 79, and they all open in exactly the same way. TV shows as well. And, and it's clearly that they, they think they're the only person that has ever thought of it. But, yeah. uh, this, mm. this is a,
0: an elaborate fan film. Mm.
1: Yeah, an elaborate Italian it
0: fan film. You um, almost wonder if this guy thought that maybe he could somehow latch on and combine these
1: universes. I would mm. love to see that. Yeah, yeah. The other at thing
0: is, the, I, I, sorry. At least the actors in this put w- forth way more effort than some of the later Star Wars actors will in the prequels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the effects in it, I mean, you say fan film, and they do look like fan film effects. It's like what somebody's done in their bedroom or their garage, doesn't it? And yeah. um, I don't know if you're aware, but the model work in this film uh, was done by school kids. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he went to the local high school, and he, he, he recruited, uh, I think it was like 20 school kids to do the model work and stuff.
0: Oh, man that's awesome it's kind of cool it's kind of cool in a way and and also it also makes you not want to like make fun of it too much because it's children
1: this is what we said in the last episode when we discussed this film is when you know how this was made and the limited budget and everything um you you know you start to cut it a, a bit more slack and you're more forgiving of it if you know that you know and we were talking on the last time we discussed this film, it was the opening uh, spaceship sequence. And me and Andrew, we were talking about, you know, the spacecrafts that you see at the beginning. And watch the, and if you watch that, they're just like box shapes with tons of kit bits just stuck on them with no yeah. sort of thought to aesthetics or anything. They're just stuck on there because it looks like, you know, they've, they've read a, a making of Star Wars and they'll say industrial and like magic. They, they make the spaceship and then they detail it with model kit parts. So that's what they did. They took that literally, but they didn't give it any thought to, will this bit be too big in relation to the rest of it? And they've actually stuck on the sprue, you know, the model kits where you get uh, the parts are all on the little plastic trees, the sprues. Yeah, um, the yeah. they stuck them on as well. They, in, in some cases, they didn't even take the parts off the sprue. They're just there <laughs> all, all over these model ships. And um, when you know that it's actually school kids that had obviously read this Starlog magazine... You know, and it's like, oh, all right, we'll do that. Go down the toy shop, get a load of you know model kits, and uh, yeah, that's what they did.
0: All right, I'm I'm with you on that, and that does that does make you feel a little more sympathetic, and and adds another layer of how interesting the making of this movie is. And I can see why you really like this, being a model maker yourself. That if you had been given this opportunity as a high school student, this would
1: have been. Such a big deal to you. I'd have loved it. I'd have loved it. (laughs) And I'll be so proud of what I had done as well. (laughs) Yeah. And to go to the cinema and see it as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, mean, it was desperation. They had no money. I mean, that's why Caroline Munro in this. I love Caroline Munro, you know. um, But she's not done any favors because the money had run out and they couldn't afford to fly her back to Italy for the uh, dubbing. Uh, to redub it, so that's why um, um, that Marjo Gortner's wife did did the uh, dubbing of her. That's why she's dubbed throughout the whole film because they couldn't they afford couldn't, to fly her back.
0: They couldn't afford a plane ticket.
1: No. Okay.
0: Yeah. High, high school kids making the special effects couldn't afford a plane ticket, but I bet they backed up the truck for Christopher Plummer.
1: Christopher Plummer, do you know this? I've got I've got the quote from him here. Um, why he was in the film? Okay. Uh, apparently, he, he just fancied a trip to Rome. And this, <laughs> is his, this is his exact quote. Give me Rome any day. I'll do porno in Rome as long as I can get to Rome. Getting to Rome was the greatest thing that happened in that for me. I think it was only about three days in Rome on that one. It was all shot at once. So, yeah, he just did it because <laughs> he wanted to go to Rome, he, and he would have done a porno. He did it just
0: for the trip. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. And, and I've heard, I mean, I like Christopher Plummer. I was just looking or reading and hearing all about the sound of music recently and I love how wonderful he is in that. And and it sounds like he was a real dick. Like he didn't get along he didn't get along with Julie Andrews. I don't know how you don't get along with Mary Poppins. How can you not? <laughs> that he was kind of a kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. So so for him to abuse these filmmakers, like he couldn't have flown himself to Rome.
1: No, no, no. They had to pay for him. Yeah, he needed his holiday. Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right. No, this right. this
0: behind-the-scenes stuff is carving out a, a bigger section of my heart for Star Crash. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Well, shall we stop for a clip, and then we'll get yeah. into it? All right. Please. So, <laughs> all right. Let's go. Guardian, take my revenge. Kill them.
0: Run for your life! There! That narrow passage in the rocks! Come on, Stella! Run!
1: Hurry! Okay, so did you watch this sequence? You know, uh, is it fresh in your mind still?
0: Yeah, I watched it. (laughs) <laughs> you, sent, you sent me the clip, and I've actually got up early this morning, and I've been watching Star Crash clips on uh, YouTube all morning.
1: Right. And, and you didn't do that some... last night because you didn't want to dream about it, did you? You didn't want nightmares.
0: No, I watched I watched the sequence last night that we're going to talk about, but I've been watching the other stuff this morning because I wanted to be prepared for this. But yeah, I watched it. Thank you for sending it to me, I guess.
1: <laughs> you mean you don't have it on DVD?
0: no do you had, had, <laughs> how did you watch this do you have your own like a, i have it on set? two
1: copies of dvd right oh my god yeah because it wasn't until um me and andrew were talking about doing this and andrew said oh well they cut it for for america and most of the cuts that were uh taken out were model shots you see and i'm thinking oh well, I'm glad mine's the proper length, and then I checked the length, and mine's actually the American length running time, so I had to go out and get a, uh, a, a European copy. So I've got an English copy, and I've got a European copy, so I can get the extra model shots. It made absolutely no uh, um, uh, difference to the film, but, you know, the completest in me, if it's model work, I'd like to have seen it. So I've actually got two copies of the DVD.
0: Uh, I think the words had to in your sentence are uh, a little suspect. I like I'll
1: tell you what's even more suspect then is the fact that I, I've got a hankering to own it on Blu-ray. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but I can't get it on Blu-ray. Over here, it's a vanilla disc on Blu-ray. But on American Blu-ray, there's uh, s- so many um, uh, outtakes and deleted scenes and stuff that it's actually longer than the film itself. <laughs> um, but I haven't got a region-free Blu-ray player, so I'd have to get another Blu-ray player to get that. So yeah. So, so might,
0: you're considering investing in another entire piece of machinery
1: just to watch Star Star Crash in Blu-ray? Yes. Okay. I told you I was a fan. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll say.
1: <laughs> Plus, you got the bonus of uh, Caroline Munro in HD, and um, I'm not going to argue about that.
0: Yeah, that is that is one thing that I will thank you for because she is smoky. Yeah, uh, she's she's something I've, else.
1: I I've had a crush on Caroline Munro since I saw her in uh, the Golden Voyage of Sinbad, which was I think, uh, about okay. '74. You know, and then she 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 was in uh, the Spy Who Loved Me as well, wasn't she? She was a yes. Um, she was the helicopter pilot in that and so yeah she was one of my earliest crushes and i've met her a few times and and she's still beautiful and she's a lovely lady and the last time i saw her at a convention i asked her if she would do a little introduction for uh, effectively speaking star crash episode which mm-hmm. she uh, was very gracious to actually do and it will actually be the beginning of this episode i'm going to put it on the beginning of this episode as well but when nice. i said i'll oh, uh, yeah, but when I said to her, I said, C- could you just record a little introduction for this podcast about one of your films, please? And she said, of course I will. Uh, what, what one? And I said, well, Star Crash. And you should have seen her face. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: She was disappointed.
1: She was very disappointed. Yeah. yeah.
0: So she's going to be on the beginning of this episode. So I can now say that I've worked with Caroline Monroe.
1: Yes, you can.
0: Well, I'll put that right on my resume.
1: Yeah, you shared a show with Caroline, Caroline Monroe. So,
0: yeah, okay, this is good. I, I'm going yeah. to add that, seriously, for my next the next audition that I do. I'm putting that right on there.
1: <laughs> All, right.
0: All right. I probably won't get the part, let's be honest.
1: Well, you know, if the person who's like um, um, auditioning and that is a Caroline Monroe fan, um, I think you might be in with a chance. <laughs> okay, because there's so many of those left. <laughs> there's, there's more than Star Crash fans.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. All right, so just before our sequence then, um, Stella and L they've travelled to this planet called uh, Iraqis, I think it was called, to look for Christopher Plummer. He's the emperor of the galaxy, isn't he, in this, in, in eyeliner as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got Mark <laughs> Hamill's eye, uh, eyeliner. You know in the holiday special, Mark Hamill had eyeliner on. Christopher Plummer, yeah. I reckon, has got the same um, makeup person.
0: I think he stole it from Julie Andrews' dressing room on Sound of Music.
1: Do you think that's yeah. where the tiffs started?
0: I think that's probably what it was. <laughs> and then and she said, did you steal my eyeliner? He said, Edelweiss, bitch.
1: <laughs> yes, you know where you can stick your umbrella, Mary.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, So, yeah, they've gone down to this planet because they've got to look for the, the Count's terrible weapon and also the Emperor's only son. Um as I say, this is just before our sequence start, and I do like how they're travelling to this unknown planet in the haunted stars, and Stella hasn't thought to change out of those vinyl undies and thigh-high boots that she's wearing. But that we're all happy about that. We are, but this is, again, what we were saying. This is 60s. This is 60s uh, science fiction filmmaking. It's not... Yeah. It's not, you, you wouldn't see a Carrie Fisher in an outfit like this, would you?
0: Well maybe a few years later in 1983 but it's metal <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's an idea yeah maybe this is like a little precursor
0: so really you could say that this although it was influenced by Star Wars also will later influence Star Wars George Lewis uh, <laughs> I, I think this Italian dude was on something
1: <laughs> alright well they've landed in a, in their little space shuttle that looks like a glass elevator um, for some reason Um and they fu- they find the sun's crash ship where well, you have got a couple like engine bells sticking out of the beach that they've landed on. And yeah, it's just the it's just the, the what, all that was was
0: two probably big cardboard cones, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, just stuck in the sand. And this isn't this is all shot on location in Italy.
1: Well, they, they filmed it in Italy. They also did a bit in Morocco uh, as uh, well. This so, might have been Morocco. Yeah, it could have been the Italian coast, it could have been the Moroccan coast, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're looking around, and there are many reasons I like this film. Um, one of them being the, the the terrible dialogue, and the delivery of the terrible dialogue, because that L goes, look, Amazon's on horseback, as these <laughs> horses come into view. Nobody talks like this. No. Amazon's on horseback.
0: No no i i I think of all the stuff in this movie i i enjoy the the robot they don't call them droids what do they call them i mean that that character what is that thing
1: well his his name's l isn't it it's shortened down to l
0: okay i call him hillbilly bot because that accent coming out of that character Mm. is the one thing that really does make me enjoy this movie
1: it makes no it, sense. That's the Dukes of Hazard guy, isn't it? It's that it's it's that inept cop in the Dukes of Hazard talk like this. <laughs> Sheriff Roscoe P. Goldrain. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Why would a robot in the far future talk like this?
0: <laughs> because it's Italian. I don't know. It's great though. I'm not. The, he's the one thing. When I did watch it for the first time, that I that was that was like a sit up. Put my drink down and sit up for a minute and go. No, this isn't happening. <laughs> and then when it was happening, I was delighted. Every time that thing come on, comes on, I do get a little more excited. When he goes away and then he 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 gets killed, but he doesn't get killed. I don't know. Later on, yeah, he, he I, I, Back. He? Yeah, I don't know what's going on in this movie because at this point, aren't they? They've been. They've. What is the plot that they've been captured and sentenced to like hard labor? Yeah, that's question. They put like, all the all the hard laborers is they put balls in this hole or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's where she got the this final bikini and thigh high boots. That was her prison outfit. She's still okay. wearing, wearing a prison outfit. All the others are wearing you know just prison clothes, but she's put in yeah vinyl undies.
0: Okay, hmm. and the and the the and the L was chasing them at the beginning. They were sort yeah, of enemies. Yeah, him, him,
1: him and Thor. The green-faced guy that looks like a gob- Thor,
0: yeah. But then they all join forces and become the guardians of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, they're taken off the prison planet that they had been sentenced to. They're taken off of that to go and see the Emperor to say, I'll pardon you if you find this terrible weapon and rescue my son. They're on this planet. So this is at the point in the film, this is where they've gone to. They've got to try and find well, David Hasselhoff, basically, and a terrible weapon.
0: All right. This is very Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think that this movie has influenced far more than we realize, because that Thor could be Drax. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going. Like it's the the band of misfits stuck yeah. together to, you know, come together and and serve some common purpose, whatever it is. In this movie, it's harder to find out. They make you work in this movie to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah. That that L guy, I like I like the design of his suit. It, it, it's really I, I like I like his helmet, so to speak. Um, yeah. But did you know that the guy inside the suit—that's Caroline Munro's husband at the time. Oh, sorry, <laughs> is, is your dog barking in shock that Caroline Munro was married to a robot?
0: No, this is the dog is pissed off at me because I was watching Star Crash all morning and this is <laughs> she she vowed while we were watching it to ruin the podcast. So right. hey right.
1: hey, you're done. That's attempt you're done. number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: she she doesn't get a say. She's not a big fan either, <laughs> obviously.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, that that was her husband, obviously dubbed over and um uh, uh, Apparently, yeah, he hung around more than he should do because he thought old oh, Hasselhoff was going to make a move.
0: Are you serious? Was he mm-hmm. only that? He was only there.
1: Get... No, he, no, he was there anyway to be the robot. But he he was on set more than he should have been because he was keeping an eye on Hasselhoff.
0: Man, low self-esteem. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it is Hasselhoff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if she if she was German, she'd really have fallen for him. Yes, yeah. I thought when you said about have, have you listened to, I thought you was going to mention some of his German singles because he is he's massive in Germany, isn't he?
0: He is. I uh, I saw actually watched a documentary not that long about why he is massive in Germany because I had no idea, and it's that the the dirt while the Berlin Wall was up that anybody in East Berlin was clamoring to get anything they could, and a lot of what they got was bootlegs of uh, Nightmare. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's all that got through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was there, yeah, like, wasn't he? I think he was actually standing on the wall when it started to come down. He did a, like a concert he as did the wall show, was coming yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who it's a momentous momentous uh, <laughs> moment in history, and you have got David Hasselhoff, you know, singing along to it.
0: I think there's no better representative for the world. <laughs> this is like the equivalent of Dennis Rodman's connection with North Korea. It's Hasselhoff <laughs> into East Germany.
1: That's this what it is. Thank do you, you David. They should send him to North Korea. Maybe he could do the same again.
0: I think he and Dennis Ryman together can just solve a lot of problems. That's all I'm saying.
1: They could, they could be like Wham. They could do like, like, <laughs> like, like, like a duo. <laughs> solve all the world's problems.
0: I'm sure that they could get at least Andrew Ridgely to endorse that (laughs) he hasn't done anything since george michael kicked him Uh, no no no
1: no. and i i think i saw him down at my local mcdonald's serving the other week yeah
0: you probably did
1: yes yes well say hi
0: for me he was my uh, my favorite half of wham
1: (laughs) i liked his nose job (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So that captured Stella and Neil. They're captured and they're taken to the Queen. And all this bit where the Amazons are, 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 are pulling them in and get taken to the Queen. It's like all Euro science fiction. There's a level of sexuality that you just don't get in US or UK films.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, it is very, Barbarella. You're right. And mm. the even that that uh, you know we're getting to the the robot the whatever the th- what is that thing anyway do with you the know tits?
1: It, the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the tits did you know it's actually um it's known as a ginobot gino ginobot or gynobot I like in, gynecologist bot? exactly exactly no. yeah it stems apparently it stems from gynoid There is a word called gynoid, which means, and I've got it written down here, a humanoid robot that is gendered feminine. I like it. Yeah, and apparently gynoids appear widely in science fiction, film, and art. So if C-3PO was female, he'd be a gynoid.
0: I think he is female, let's be honest.
1: (laughs) Mm, He's a feat, isn't he? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I, and and because right before that happens i don't know who that woman is that shoots that laser that's beam at her forehead that's the queen that's okay. the queen
1: believe it or not I, yes
0: i swore when i watched it the first time i thought that was share really yeah and and i had to look i i, I kind of was i didn't know share was in this and i looked and it's not her but that looks like mid-70s still sunny and share share
1: she, she reminds me of, uh, is it Ornella Mooty or, or, or some of the women that are in Flash Gordon? You know, oh, the European okay. ladies. Yeah, yeah, I could see her fitting into Flash Gordon. But yeah, you're right. They escape. And what the heck is that? She goes across to like a TV monitor where this gyno bot is and shoots green lasers at mm-hmm. the monitor to activate it.
0: Surely. She had, that's, that's the first Skype. They invented Skype.
1: Is this what it is? Because this is, like, so dumb. This is like, you know, something for a five-year-old, something like this, that you activate by firing green lasers at a TV screen.
0: Well, maybe if they had high school kids doing the props, they had (laughs) elementary school children writing the script.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that thing, yeah, the gyno bot, I mean, it... or The Guardian, as she calls it. It, It's just a complete and utter Talos rip-off. You know, Talos from Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, No, Seven... Yeah. Which one is it? Oh, I've forgotten. It's Jason and the Argonauts, isn't it? Yeah, Jason and the Argonauts, yes. Jason and the Argonauts, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Talos, uh, even though it's silver and it's very obviously female. Um, Well, if it didn't have the... (laughs) That's funny. If it
0: didn't have the boobs... You wouldn't, I mean, I I don't understand what the boobs accomplished other than, like you said, these European things were a little more racy. They're trying to titillize the audience, literally. And
1: the, <laughs> they put the tit into titillize,
0: <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> Honest to God. And <laughs> they, that the, the, it would be unnecessary. And I don't know, like, I, I'm trying to think of American movies that I saw when I was little that had any kind of sexuality to them maybe clash of the titans um i don't know like i just remember medusa having really nice boobs
1: (laughs) but you don't tend to see boobs in science fiction i mean you know famously you know carrie fisher's had had hers taped down didn't she because there's no bras in space according to george lucas yeah, no, the only the only explanation I can think of for this is this is a planet of Amazons. It's like in Wonder Woman, you know, Paradise Island is is all women, so all art, everything is the female form. That's the only thing that I can think of.
0: All right,
1: I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. But outside Stella and Elle, they they they've run past it in long shot. You have got this big long shot of them running along the beach with the um with the uh, guardian in the background and it wakes up uh, very badly because we're getting into the stop motion work mm. now um did you notice i mean i don't know how big the screen is uh when you were watching this scene when that guardian starts moving you can clearly see the shadow of it on the painting in the background
0: I its did shadow see that.
1: Is, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, good grief, I like that background, I like that purple planet that's sort of like on the horizon, like that, you know, um it, it's a nice, unusual image, but yeah, as soon as it starts moving, its shadow starts moving across the sky,
0: yeah, I did notice that, and i I think this happened in something else not that long ago. Anytime there's something that's supposed to be metal in a movie that bends, mm. It bothers me for some reason. I don't like. To me, I know this is not reality by any means, but if you're going to make something metal in a movie, it needs to retain the properties of metal. And I think actually, what it was was the uh, second Avengers movie, that Age of Ultron. Right. And that was CGI'd, state-of-the-art stuff. Every time he was a he was a robot. I mean, he was made of metal. The way it would bend reminded me of the way C three PO would bend on the star wars holiday special cartoon
1: yes he was very bendy in that wasn't he
0: yeah so this thing is kind of bending at the waist and you can see the clay kind of cracking as it as it's creasing and bending uh that amongst many other things really bothered me when metal bends in a movie Mm.
1: We've just been talking about this on on the sister podcast Blake 7 in character which is this you know BBC science fiction show from the late 70s. We've just done a character and he was dressed he was meant to be all dressed in metal but it's clearly just foam painted silver which was very very bendy and it's exactly the same thing not for one second do you believe that that is what it's meant to be not for one second.
0: No. No, I hate that. <laughs> I mean they but, they it w- did stop motion only have to be done with Clay or something like you can do stop motion with metal. Like they have the high yeah. school kids build something practical and move that around.
1: You you can make it out of anything as long as the articulation points are flexible. So yeah, you could have a, a a stop motion model made entirely out of metal as long as the joints have some sort of flexible you know rubber covering so you can't actually see the joints. That's absolutely fine. But yeah, this it this is covered in stuff, isn't it? It's just covered in stuff <laughs> you know, that, know. That, that, it, that does bend it
0: looks like it's flaking off constantly mm. or it's I think moist it did.
1: or something no i think it does flake um just to go off on a tangent a bit um one time this guy who was from the local uh, art college he was doing a stop motion film and he came ca- came and found me because i had lots of uh, my stuff on exhibit in the local model shop and they gave the, him my number and he came to see me and he had made a stop motion very much a Ray Harryhausen-style style creature, stop-motion, and he was having a problem in that he had uh, covered it in latex, including the joints, but the paint kept flaking off at the joints because the paint wasn't as flexible as, you know, the rest of it. And right. he, he was bringing it in, like, every week, and I had to keep, like, you know, touching up the paint job um, to, to match it because it, it, the, the paint just wouldn't stay put around the joints whatsoever.
0: Right, yeah, that's what it looks like is happening here.
1: Yeah, yeah, but look, goes Stella, and uh, we see what they see, and what we've just been saying there. You can totally see where this is aimed at because the shot isn't so much the head of the creature; it is the uh, torso, isn't it? Sure, her double barrels.
0: It's the it's the money shot. Yes, (laughs) Yes. but they make this is porn for droids.
1: It it could be an outtake from a some sort of like science fiction porno i mean actually i hadn't even thought about that flesh gordon you know it it could be in something like that couldn't it absolutely
0: i think it probably should be (laughs) i think they Uh, should remake they should remake this
1: what in the same manner
0: yes i want to see like a uh who's that jerk that remade psycho uh i want to see a shot for shot gus van zant yeah Remake of Star Crash using then you know a materials only. No CGI, no nothing. Get the high school kids up and running and I want a remake of this with different
1: actors. No, you can still have Christopher Plummer, he's still around.
0: That's true. Hasselhoff's not doing anything.
1: No. Caroline Munro's just made a film, but she might be up for it. I think they should do it.
0: No. No. Get start a GoFundMe and uh <laughs> You and I can be executive
1: producers.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll alert the local high schools to start working.
1: Yeah. I can oversee it. I'll oversee it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. But they make for a narrow passage, um, and the Guardian follows. It's terrible because, you know, you see this, like, wide shot of the beach, and you see them very tiny running along, and then there's a a splice, and then it comes along, and it can't even walk properly. And you've got the worst dubbed-on giant footstep sound effects as well it's just got no impact you can't you can't watch this and then watch you know the talos scene um you know <laughs> you can't compare the two
0: no and there's no chance they can't get away from this thing
1: no
0: <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a matter of just walking slowly away from him is that gonna get it? the thing walks like it has gum stuck to its shoe
1: yeah it, it, no, it is very poor it, it throws its sword down to separate the two, and and tries to grab Stella, and y- you've just got more gratuitous shots. You know, you've that, the cameras filmed up on high, looking down at Caroline Munro's cleavage. You know, mm-hmm. and then you've got her rolling around on the sand helplessly. Now, initially, Luigi Cozy said, you know, that um, she is meant to be this this rogue and smuggler, okay and modelled after Han Solo, basically. Can you see a New Hope era Harrison Ford trapped by a robot doing these movements?
0: No, but because I have her and the scene I don't need to.
1: Yeah, I can I, I can
0: just sit and, and enjoy this scene on a different level.
1: I thought you were going to say got no,
0: I loop. Got no, yeah, on a loop too. I got no problems with any of this, seriously.
1: Like, <laughs> I have. As, I have with the robot.
0: Oh, see me—the robots not even there. No, no. I'm focusing on other things, other special effects.
1: Two other things.
0: The go- the costume designer on this really should have been up for an Oscar. Mm. 1978.
1: What one? Rocky. Come on, it's a <laughs> <Yeah>. bathrobe. <laughs> here, here we've got uh, vinyl underwear. Yes. Yeah. All right. When we see close-ups of The Guardian, you know, reaching down, trying to get her, um, I was trying to see what they'd used to detail it with, you know. And as I was saying, this film is infamous for its obvious use of kit parts put on randomly with no sense of uh, logic whatsoever. But I, I was pausing it and looking, and I can't see any recognizable kit part i don't think they are kit parts it looks like it's got a cog or something on its uh forehead it looks like it's like industrial greeblies or something like that
0: yeah i have no idea it does look it looks like the ships though that like you're saying they just found whatever they could put some glue on it and threw it at whatever was there and wanted it to stick somewhere
1: i, th- um, I think it's more a case of they yeah you know Sprayed spray glue, and then dipped it in a tub of bits, and then just lifted it back out. You know, <laughs>
0: that, that would be cool. <laughs> you should, you but, should. Uh, I I mean, I want to see a full recreation of this from you. I, I think that could be your next project.
1: I've, I've got a feeling that the, the face—it's got a certain oriental look to it. The face. Um, it, it,
0: it reminded me a little of Buddha.
1: Yeah, a, a bit of that. But you might be a bit too young, Dave. But. Um, in the late late 70s, there was I think it was Dennis Fisher put it out that that they were uh, repurposed Japanese toys called Cyborg and Muton. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cyborg was like um, he was an action figure about half the size of a G.I. Joe and uh, his whole body was clear. He he was like a robot and and his whole body was clear. I think his head was um, clear as well, but his face was very similar to this one. And then Sounds the bad guy like was l- called Muton, and he was all black.
0: Okay, you know, this I, sound like la- lazy action figures. <laughs> like, no, they were really
1: no, they were really good. Um, and and they go for a fortune now. I, I'll put it up on Facebook uh, what I'm talking about. But uh, they reminded me a bit of that. Okay. Um, well, L manages to knock the sword down. They had gone to the trouble of making a big cardboard sword uh, yeah. for him for him to knock down, and and he comes to our aid with that line. Watch out, you big broad. <laughs> that's
0: an insult. Calling a calling a woman a broad is mm. is. Uh, I guess that's an insult, right? That's the kind of stuff Frank Sinatra would do. Yeah, like I have no respect for you, you you dizzy broad. You know, like yeah. that's something that you, if you did that today, you'd get sued by every single woman in the country.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of this, you know, look, Amazon's on horseback. I think it's. I think it is a case that the script written in English was written by a guy who's uh you know English isn't his first language. And yeah, he Louis Jacosi, he was a big film fan, and it could be, yeah, he's watched this film, that film, and he he's remembered that line from this, that line from that, you know, and cobbled it together yeah. without any t- yeah. to see if that actually works in the English uh vernacular. Yeah, you're
0: probably right. He had seen Guys and Dolls and heard Sinatra or Marlon Brando call some girl abroad. And he was like, This is how Americans talk, you know, and 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 that's what he did.
1: But it I don't works know if with supposed that, to be American. I don't know, but it works with L's accent, I think, that line.
0: Everything works with L's accent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I, the best
0: I, accent ever.
1: I haven't looked into it, but it'll be interesting actually I could do it. I, I've got the European DVD. I could listen to it in like French or German and find out what L sounds like. What what accent oh. did they go for? You know? Wow, that I'll check be... it and I'll get back to you.
0: You should and 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 put it out there for all the Star Crash fans. Are there are there Star Crash? I mean, like, are there Crashies? Like, the... yeah,
1: yeah, no, really? no, no yeah, yeah. There, there, there's there's a fan base uh, for Star Crash. Um, they've actually in the last couple of years produced a, um, a, a Stellar Star uh, doll action figure. Which was oh. uh, endorsed by Caroline Mun- Caroline Munro. She's uh, been photographed with it, um, and which I don't know if out, it comes outfit? with. I was I was going to say I don't know if it comes with various outfits. I think it's this one, the one that we're talking about right now. But I don't know if you get all the others, like the see-through uh, spacesuit and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I mean there 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 was uh, magazines. There there was a very short comic strip when the film first came out. Uh, much like Barbarella. Barbarella was based on a comic strip. They produced a comic strip based on this film and the continuing adventures of Stellar Star. And it does still have a following, quite a following.
0: There, you hear the sound? Listen. That's me feverishly searching eBay for the Stellar Star doll.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's not life-size, though. Sorry, Dave. I forgot okay. to say. That's Okay. Um, yeah no 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 yeah um yeah there's there's quite a, a market for stuff out there and um and also you know I, i've seen uh, people cosplaying and you know where caroline might be at a convention you know you you you, you get people i've never seen anybody dressed up as uh david hasselhoff but definitely l people have actually um made l costumes before
0: well i would love to see all this i'm like as we're talking i'm getting more and more excited about star crash and i think i i would like to become a crashy do they, do, are they called crashies i, mean, I don't I'm know just if there's a name about, for them they need to adopt that name that's a good name crashies
1: yeah let's start the movement
0: i'll start it here you started in europe yeah. we'll meet in we'll meet in iceland <laughs> okay.
1: fair enough all right. uh where were we? Oh yeah, he knocked that sword down, comes to her aid you know, we have the whole big broad thing and then Thor's ship arrives I like Thor's ship, this this little like squat ship with the, almost got bug eyes at the front, uh, even though it's clad in the most obvious kit parts I, I do like the design of that ship oddly enough, there's never been any model kits released from this uh, film because, you know, they're just so god awful, most of them
0: Well the model kit is just go get a bunch of models and
1: Spray glue it.
0: And spray glue it and dip it. Yep. Spray and
1: dip. <laughs> it's a spray and dip kit. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, his ship arrives and blasts the uh, the Guardian, and it falls over unconvincingly and dies unconvincingly, and uh, that's the end of the sequence.
0: Was... I mean, I'm trying to think. I really like comic books, and, and I'm just not good at the trivia of comic books. Was Thor... I mean, Thor is an existing character before yeah. the Marvel Thor. But was the Marvel Thor... It had to already have been a thing, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, this is 78. And yeah. Marvel Thor was out, what, 65? In the Something 60s, like probably? Yeah. yeah mid-60s, yeah. In,
0: in addition to the to the lore of Thor beyond that, why name your character
1: <laughs> Thor? I don't know. Uh, I I I don't know if it's a case of maybe they thought this will never be seen outside of Italy, you know, because it wasn't until later that Roger Corman picked up the uh, distribution rights for um, showing it, you know, abroad. So until Roger Corman stepped in, there was no, you know, showing of it anywhere else. Um, And apparently the only reason Roger Corman picked up the distribution rights was he wanted to test the market to see if a cheap, science fiction film would make money so he picked up the distribution rights for this put this out and i guess it did enough because that's when he green greenlit uh battle beyond the stars his uh <laughs> low budget science fiction epic
0: okay mm. i i i i don't know that that thor just looks like i think this this film also influenced shrek because that's mm. what it looks like to me mm.
1: yeah yeah he does with those ears. I mean, he he's a well-known actor, you know. he He's a heavy in tons of American stuff. I mean, he he was flown in from America. Um, he, he was in tons of, you know, Kojak and stuff like that. He was in loads of American TV shows in the 70s. You know, oh, okay. The Count, The Bad Guy. I mean, for goodness sake, I've forgotten his name. Um, but he he's in The Godfather. He's one of the uh, uh, main henchmen in The Godfather. So, yeah. yeah, they had a lot of talent. And I think that's where the money went. And then they had no money for... It's a science fiction film. You'd think a good sized part of your budget go on special effects if you're doing a science fiction film, but it seemed to be mainly on getting these actors over.
0: Right. Yeah. And it. And they really probably should have went with no name people and put the money into the other into stuff, the special
1: effects. Yeah. 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 Now, as I said, um, Luigi Cosi, he said that he came up with the idea before he had even heard about Star Wars. All right. And. Apparently, I mean, we've said this looks like the Talos sequence, or it's ripping off the Talos sequence. He was a huge fan of Ray Harryhausen's films, and he wanted the film to be a kind of Sinbad goes to space. That's how he initially described it. Okay, and okay. yes, um, it wasn't called Star Crash um, to begin with. It was called The Adventures of Stella Star. Okay, because that's her full name, Stella Star, and mm-hmm. uh, it was meant to be the first in an ongoing series of films featuring Stella you know um but yeah star wars comes along change it to star crash don't think that's a coincidence
0: no not at all i would have been on board with the continuing adventures of Stella star and i have not found the doll but i did find action figures
1: yeah i think that's the one oh, okay. if, if, if it looks like it's an official action figure that's the one it's quite big though for an action figure I do, I've, I've seen have Caroline seen Monroe hang, uh, holding one and it's it's almost like G.I. Joe, or Joe Joe size or Barbie doll size
0: right I'm in a Maybe bidding there's more war more than one right. I'm in a bidding war on eBay right now with D. Hasselhoff
1: <laughs> not C. Plummer <laughs> no or M. Gottner
0: no <laughs> is that Mophead
1: yeah the perm okay
0: yeah the perm that yeah. perm that, perm. that yeah. perm is the biggest special effect in the movie oh
1: Right. Um, One of the highlights of this film, as I said, was the was was the score. OK, it's a pretty classy score by John Barry. Are you aware that the film makers were reluctant to allow him to see the film in case he decided to quit?
0: Uh, That's not good. That's a bad sign. You have somebody that you respect and you don't want to see the movie. Mm. Bad sign.
1: Did you did you see? I think I put it up on the Facebook page of Star Wars in Character. The comparison between the the theme to Stellar Star and Rogue One.
0: Oh no! Did, did Rogue almost, One rip I, off?
1: Rogue One has ripped off Stellar Star. Yes, that's what I'm saying. All right.
0: So for all of the fun that people poke at this for ripping off Star Wars, maybe uh, there's there's enough ripping off going off on the other way.
1: It's a two way thing, isn't it?
0: I think so. I'm disappointed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, two days before shooting was to begin, okay, on this film, there, no props had been made. No two days? Been, two days before <laughs> filming. Oh, man. Not only the models, but the props as well, okay? Yeah. And uh, apparently that's when he ran off to the school and recruited these school kids. He also hired a load of other technicians, um, and they had a two-day schedule to put, pull this all together. That's why when you see the opening scenes and you've got these god-awful spaceships with parts just thrown at it, they are just basic white because they didn't have any other time to do anything in the way of weathering or decals or anything like that. So they are either silver or they're white because they didn't have any time to do anything else.
0: This is fantastic information. This is... <laughs> this is this is a, what would you call this, like a kind of guerrilla-style filmmaking?
1: It is almost, isn't it? Yeah.
0: That I kind of respect. It's almost like those two idiots that snuck the video cameras into Disney World and made that horror movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I like that kind of, like, I don't know, like, it does add to the backstory of this, that, that you, you're watching, I mean, it's, it's garbage, but you're watching, like, garbage in process. There's something, yeah. ab- there's something charming about it
1: it is endearing the fact that as i said right at the beginning of the show they didn't l- let lack of uh experience or knowledge or money get in the way of trying to get this film done and the person who was head of the special effects <laughs> special effects being school children but uh, he was only 20 years old he was a guy by the name of Paul Zakara um and he was only in his tw- uh, tw- 20 year old you know the, um
0: yeah maybe he was getting some former i I mean i guess by the time he was 20 some of his former classmates could have still been in school he must have been friends with some of these people Mm. it's not a bad idea when you've got nothing to go on Hmm.
1: i admire it i I admire the ambition that allows you to get this done and get it out and here we are i mean that, that was in 78 so 40 years later you and i are talking about a film that these kids made and we're talking about it you know th- i mean that's got to stand for something
0: yeah. yeah 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 no i'm yeah everything that you're saying if you're if your goal this morning was to convince me to really put this on a pedestal you're you're, you're doing a good job
1: oh excellent I, i'll put it on a higher pedestal when i start sending in the links and uh, uh on all the other stuff um i think you'll be more convinced as well all right okay or you take a look on facebook when uh, this episode comes out okay Okay. Um, I, oh, the only other bit I've got, I was looking at that at the Guardian thing and trying to figure out, you know, how they did it. And I don't know, but knowing that they had no money and they had no time and the limited movements it's got, it's not articulated well. You know, it's just basically the knees, the ankles and the elbows um, and a bit of the head. I think that's either one of those artist mannequins, you know, the wooden artist mannequins for sketching. Yeah, that you get, yeah I love those. Or it's something like a G.I. Joe. Um, and they've just clad it with stuff.
0: Yeah, the original GI Joe, like the, with the, it was like a bigger doll. because like, when I yeah. think of GI Joe, I think of this four-inch action figures. But you mean? No, I'm talking about the. mean
1: yeah, the twelve-inch ones. R- yeah,
0: the original GI Joe, with the, you just wore, fatigues.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call him Action Man over here, but uh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. The twelve-inch one. Yeah, because yeah. it has got that limited. Uh, movement to it so I reckon that's what they did again off to the toy shop come back and just throw whatever they had at it and spray it silver job done
0: I'm all for I mean, I'm mean, i never going to say anything bad that kids do so like it, it, it these kids could have done anything and I wouldn't sit here and say too much about it I mean that stuff You, I'm sure had you been given this opportunity as a high school student you would have maybe done a little more with it but yeah
1: it, I couldn't... It, not, not, not not with that amount of time limit and that little money. I think I would have done exactly so? the same. Yeah. Right. I think I would have done exactly the same.
0: All right. I'm down with it.
1: Okay. So, if you're down with it, what do you rate it? And it is just this sequence. It's just this sequence we're talking about.
0: Yeah. So, you guys did the ships on the other one, and I will have to go back and listen to that. Um, just this thing. It, you can't give it anything high, because... That would just be, it would either be just because you think it's campy and kitschy and you, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good kind of things. Mm. But I'm trying to base it on, this is like, you, I'm thankful to have been on this show several times, and you usually give me good stuff, um, except for Robocop.
1: I knew you were going to say
0: that. <laughs> so, and I hate RoboCop with a passion. That thing in RoboCop many years later wasn't a whole lot better than this to me because it's still that stop motion action. And you taught me on that show that they're just shooting it in front of a film screen. Mm-hmm. And a- at least you can say for Star Crash, this was 1978. Mm-hmm. It wasn't before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but. By the same token, and I don't know, I, you and I think I've had this conversation before, and I know I've said this on, on Star Wars and Character. I have to, as a child of the Lucas Spielberg generation, I have to rate everything based on Star Wars. I, I have to. like, I have to judge it against something that came out a year before that George Lucas could do such masterful things with, I don't think, a lot of money i mean i don't I don't know enough about the special effects making in Star Wars to think that he had millions and millions of dollars more than the makers of Star Crash, but it was the talent that he hired and that he found, and a revolutionary way of making films that this a year later not only wasn't even close to it was more akin to things of ten years earlier mm. So because I have to judge it against Star Wars, I can't give it any more than I, I'll give it... I don't want to give it a one because I think that's probably what I give RoboCop. I don't remember what I gave the RoboCop. No, I don't remember. I, and I think it was partly just because I hate RoboCop. So I may have been too hard on RoboCop, but I don't care because I hate it. I'll give this a 1.5 out of 10. The The... Fembot, whatever that thing is, and and maybe just because Hillbilly Bot is running around in the sand, <laughs> I can't you can't give like I know that this is like I, I talk about the movie The Room all the time and a lot. That's my that's my go to. I think I think The Room is to me what star Crash is to you. Right, fair enough. And if I were to rate The Room, I would go through the roof on it. <laughs> Which isn't fair, because it's it's awful. And this is awful, but because I don't have the kind of penchant that you have for this movie, i got to go low. I'll give it a 2. 2 out of 10. 2 out of a 10. A 2,
1: right. Yes. Okay. Well, as much as I do love this uh, film, and as I said before, you know, um, um, knowing, you know, the behind the scenes and everything, and you, you know... Um, adds to its charm it um you, you know and, and it rises it above many many other uh films of this uh type these cheap you know science fiction uh films um it's still a piss poor sequence um yeah. that that that, that the, the boob bot is is awful um so i'm joining you on a two with it so okay. it a two all right
0: all right and and you because you have to look at it from a point of view as a model maker and uh and a host of a podcast about Mm. the expertise of making special effects so you have to kind of distance yourself from your love of the movie to be reasonable and say that this is just god awful Mm.
1: It, it is i mean you know it it this bit, especially the bit when you see, you know, them running along at the bottom of the screen, it's like almost like Monty Python. You've got these people running along the bottom, and then you've got this like Terry Gilliam style, you know, animation following. It's it it it's it's filmed sort of like that, but it's nowhere near as you know good as a Monty Python. It 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 looks like a studio a, a student effort. But it, of course, it looks like a student effort because it's students who are making it. So
0: <laughs> it is yeah. a student effort, whether it wanted to be or not. From the beginning, it's a student yeah. effort.
1: It's not a Hollywood film. It's more of a student effort. So yes, no, um, no. I I I, th- I think a two is, is, is fair. I think. I think.
0: All right. Oh, no, that's good. All right. I've been looking Thanks. up as as you've been going through this. What What is more interesting is the life of Marjo Gortner.
1: Yeah, have you found out what his first name actually is? I yes, what it means. Yeah,
0: it's a combination of Mary and Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. He was a four-year-old ordained preacher.
1: He he married a couple aged four.
0: Yes. Oh my God! This is this poor guy. I I take back everything I said about him.
1: <laughs>
0: his family did a whammy on him, man.
1: Wow. Uh, there there is a documentary on him. Um, which is jaw dropping in the extreme. Yes, that that guy has had a interesting life.
0: Marjo, nineteen seventy two. Yeah, wow. I, I gotta watch this. This is like this is fascinating.
1: You would. It might be a new room for you. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I take His back, life story. Really,
0: yeah, like I take back what I said about this guy. Like I I, I feel bad for this guy. Holy crap!
1: <laughs> wow, he's uh,
0: seventy four. Th- he's seventy four. Yeah, you should you should hook up with this guy.
1: No no yeah we're going to because we're go- we're going to do a reboot aren't we with him he, you need come him come can reprise re- reprise his role
0: you need him yes <laughs> i love that. What, the the link that you sent me for the the scene has that space battle after like it's later in the movie there's a space battle and the ship the number of ships keeps diminishing and <laughs> And the guy that does the YouTube thing is counting them. they're like there's five left, and he puts up the number five and then they're like only two more, and then he puts down two. There's six left you know he goes back and then you see them and there's three
1: yeah. uh, I, love I love it, it. i love I, I love it this is the appeal of this film you know it it's terrible, but it's brilliant it it's terrible, but it's brilliant in its terribleness.
0: That's a good way to put it, yeah. Still all right gets a two.
1: Yeah, it does get a two, but I promise you, Dave, we'll talk in a minute um and once we're done. But next time um I your rating is gonna be way, 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 way higher than this, alright?
0: Oh, you have something in store for me?
1: I have something in store for you. I'll I'll talk to you in the, about that in a minute. Let's just say right. goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Um get along to Facebook and uh I'll be putting up links and photos and stuff like that and you too can Become a what? what? What was that name you phrased for us? A, a crashy. crashy. Yeah. Yes. Be a crashy. Come and join us on Facebook. <laughs> I
0: All think right. you have founded the crashies in this show. You, you're the first crashy. You named
1: them. You named them.
0: Yeah, you but named I'm a, me, I'm, i named me, Dave.
1: I'm a pretend crashy. You are the real deal crashy. Wait until you've been exposed to what I've been exposed to, and you too will be a crashy.
0: Oh, that sounded very erotic, but
1: it yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, happy to be, I'm happy to be an honorary crashy, thank you. You
1: can be an apprentice crashy.: Nice. Nice, yes. All right. OK, thanks everybody, and uh, yep, we'll see you next time. Cheers, Dave. Cheers. Bye-bye.) <laughs>